Hey everybody, it's Joe here. Welcome to my Rosacea Freedom podcast. I hope you're all well and everything is good with you today or this evening or whatever time zone you're listening in. Today I want to talk about rosacea and grief. So it was really the death of my dad that um, ignited my red face. Um, My dad was killed in a car crash. Um, I saw him on Wednesday. No, that's wrong. I saw him on Thursday and he was killed on the Friday. And um, he was only 50 years old. And previous to that, I'd only ever lost um, my granddad. I'd lost um, my mum's dad when I was very, very young. So I didn't really know him. And then the second death, um, yeah, the second death that I can remember was my granddad. And I think I was about 11. And I remember coming home from school. I was called out of school, actually. And I remember coming home. And um, my mum had told me that my granddad, his name was Mole, had died. And um, I remember, like, running, um, getting home and running up the stairs. And my dad was led on the bed, crying his heart out. And um, I can remember lying on top of him and, like, oh, you know, dad, don't cry and everything. So that was my first experience of death. But I don't feel that it... um, I, you know, I saw my granddad as old. He was, he seemed like an older man, but I guess he, I think he was 67 when he died. So gosh, he wasn't old at all. But when I'm 11 and he's 67, it felt like it didn't feel, you know, it just felt like, you know, we, as we grew up with older people die and that's what it felt like to me. And I adored him, but, um, I don't know. It didn't seem to, you know, hit me as it did. And then My second big death experience was, yeah, losing my dad. He was 50, I was 25, and um, he was a racing driver when I was small. We used to spend most of our time on the side of the track watching him race, or, you know, I can't even remember him. I was that little, but it went on right up until, um, gosh, to my teens. So, um, you know, he was an amazing driver, and... It turns out that he got killed in a car crash. Um, He was driving with my brother to um, look at a car, and it was raining. It was a really horrible night. It was in November. And, um, yeah, um, I had just met... I'd come on holiday in June, actually, and I just met my boyfriend at the time. I'd come to Turkey and had a holiday romance <laughs> that now is my husband um, 26 years later. But anyway, I'd met him and um, he'd came to meet, see me in England in November. And um, Wednesday the 24th he arrived actually. No, Wednesday the 22nd my boyfriend arrived and my dad was cheering me on and excited to meet him. And so Thursday I took him over to meet my dad and we spent an hour together talking and um, my dad seemed to approve of my new Turkish boyfriend. <laughs> and um, so we saw him on the Thursday. And then Friday night, um, I got home from work. And we were just, me and my boyfriend were just having dinner. And then I had a phone call. So I got to the telephone. And uh, it was my brother saying that my dad had been killed. Oh, my no, my dad was dead. So I just went into this, like, um, what sort of mode. And then... He said it again, and I just was like, and he said, Joe, Joe, you've got to come to the hospital, Bath Bath Hospital in Bath. So I remember 
going into my bedroom and like changing my whole outfit. I don't know why I thought I was going, but I changed my whole outfit and I'm screaming to my poor boyfriend who just arrived, like not knowing, you know, what the hell is going on. And I'm like, we have to go, we have to go. So I remember getting to the hospital. My brother didn't have a mark on him. He was just stood crying like, and I and I kept saying, are you sure? Like, it was just unbelievable that, that he, my dad was killed in a car crash, but yet my brother didn't have a mark on him. So anyway, that was my first massive, like, shock and um, death experience of my beloved dad. He was an absolute amazing. And all this work that I've done with people with rosacea and trauma, it's very rare. I mean, there are some people that have amazing relationships with their dad but there's quite a lot of friction with dads but my dad was just amazing we used to talk he was just he was just a really lovely lovely guy and it was my mum that I am never really was always sort of strained and sort of an odd relationship but I can go into that another day so that was my first real experience of death and that um really turned my life upside down and I'm sure if anybody of you is listening who've experienced any sort of death you really like you you know you sort of you can feel that it really is um a crazy experience to have to go through um heartbreaking so many different emotions and just really yeah you have to sort of find your way in amongst all of this madness this chaos and um so yeah we my father we buried my father and I went back to work thinking that that's what I should do and it was very odd I was a hairdresser busy salon but um you know all my all my colleagues just didn't know how to talk to me and you know over time my sort of clients were annoying me because they were just sort of moaning about these little things and I'm thinking crikey you know my dad's dead and you know I was riddled with guilt I didn't want to have you know every time I laughed or had a good time I felt so guilty because my dad was dead so so many things and emotions and mind and all came into place from um you know, the loss of my dad, and maybe you can relate to that, you just feel guilty for, I felt guilty for so many things, for, you know, for all the, all the lovely things that was happening in my life, I couldn't relax, I couldn't enjoy, because I was just so sad that he'd gone, and he wasn't here to experience any of it, and who was I to be having fun when my dad was dead, and, um, so this sort of traveled on, and, uh, I left, in the end, I ended up, um, leaving my job because it was just I you know my head wasn't in it by that by that you know as as the more I was trying to keep and be back to Joe who I was before this awful tragic accident there was just no way I could so I ended up moving um coming over to Turkey to be with my boyfriend and I ended up just sort of hanging being a beach bum um for a couple of well I think it lasted about three years but it was in Turkey where my face really started to go mad um, my nose, my chin, and because, you know, I was lying in the sun every day, I was like chilling out, I was doing what most of us was do if there was a beach at the end of the road, you know, but, and, uh, you know, I noticed then that people started to comment, like, why is your nose, why is her nose red, I didn't speak any Turkish at that time, and, you know, people would always be saying, like, why is her nose red, why is her chin red, and, you know, oh, she's sunburnt, and, yeah, it was a really strange thing, it started to really come then, and, I um, could really feel it, the burning and everything. So obviously I didn't expose, I stopped exposing my face to the sun, but I carried on. I didn't know any, I didn't know what this thing was, you know, at that time. It was just, uh, it just arrived. It was just um, awful, the sensation. I couldn't cover it with makeup because it was so boiling hot. 
you would you would relate to this too if you have it you know the makeup would just sort of peel off and I would end up just looking worse than just letting it be red raw and in fact I just did walk around with it red raw because I just didn't realize at the time that I had something I just didn't I really didn't know what it was and so I didn't really talk about my dad a lot. I was binge drinking. I was uh, just trying to block it out, I think. And uh, I was getting drunk most weekends. And my boyfriend would put me to bed. And I was in a right state for quite a while. And Because um, I just felt numb. I was just like, what's the point of all of this? And I just lost. And it, oh, it was just very death for me. And the reaction was... I was doing the best I could of the situation, I guess. And... Anyway, then what happened then? I wanted to move back to England because I wanted to... After about a couple of years, actually, yeah, I wanted to move back to England because I was feeling like I wanted to get back in the groove again. You know, I, you know, we were brought up quite working class, as in, you know, you get up, you work, you get a job, you buy a house, or you, you know, that sort of situation. So I came back and I started back into hairdressing and my face was really bad now. It's just like... Uh, or I can remember just having those pustules. It was just so sore. And then that's when I started to... I, I went to the doctor. That was right. It was the first thing I did was went to the doctor and said, look, I've got all this on my face. And that's when he said it was rosacea. And I've talked about this before in one of my podcasts. So it went on for seven years. I know, I know. I just carried on regardless. And that was that was the seven years of seven or 13 years that I had it. I think it might have even been longer. I can't remember the actual years. But it was not... I was... That was when I was going Chinese doctors. I was doing microdermabrasions. I was doing um, so many things. Buying products. I was just trying to figure out... Because my thing was I needed to calm my skin. You know, it was my skin. So it was reacting to it. And when I look back, I was working in a hair salon with no windows. I know, I can't believe that. I was working in this salon with no windows and... You know, the the smells and the heat and the dry air. And I put it down to all of that. I just thought, and, you know, I was emotionally not very good either. I was, um, you know, my work really blocked all of it out. When I was busy, I didn't have to think about it. But as soon as I got home, it was like, you know, a big slap in the face. It was really like, uh, uh, so, uh, you know, are you going to deal with what's going on? But I didn't know how to do that. I just didn't know, so I just carried on, carried on, carried on. My body was starting to ache really bad. I was trying to get massages and trying to relax, but I'd lost the will to relax. Anyway, I went and got some... It got really bad, and um, I decided to go to bereavement counselling because I really thought that my dad's death was just, you know... I had to talk about it, resolve it, get it out, and, you know, I, I really believed that it was that. So I went there. And uh, we started, and I met a lovely lady. She was really great. We really resonated, and we started to talk. And I was talking about my dad, and she was like, "You know, I th- really feel like you, this isn't about your dad." And I was like, "What?" And she goes, "I just feel this isn't about your dad." To me, the way you're communicating with me is like you've really come to terms with your dad's death. And I thought, "Gosh, you know." How can this be? It's because of my dad. You know, I lost him in a tragic accident and it was just awful and I can't imagine, you know. And she says, but it's not, Joe. It's not about him. And then, of course, she asked me about my mum. 
And as soon as she asked me about my mum, my body language and everything changed. And we, as we started to speak, she then sort of brought to light that actually, Joe, you're not grieving your father who's, who's dead. You're grieving your mother who's still in life. Well, that was like the sort of the realisation, the pinnacle moment for me. I almost, I think it was the closest I had to like losing, I, I felt like I was losing the plot because this woman was still in life yet and my beloved dad wasn't and I was, and she was the reason I was grieving because I was just getting nothing from her. So yeah, that was a real head spinner. So the reason I'm calling this podcast um, grief dead and alive is because I want to bring light to how we can grieve our parent or somebody close to us that is in life but are not supporting us or we're not feeling that connection or it's just such a strained hard relationship and yeah I was grieving my mum so this whole bereavement counselling began this whole process of how I was going to release this anger, frustration that I had against my mum and bring, be, begin to bring her into my life on my terms. So I don't know if this resonates with any of you, but um, for me, definitely, it's harder to grieve somebody in life than it is out. And it was a massive learning for me. It was a massive sort of change in direction. And it was so truth. It was such the truth. She really hit the nail on the head. So as we worked through that together, I started to, you know, I started to release what I felt for my mum, the resentment, the anger, the bitterness, how I felt she should treat me and how she didn't, I feel like she didn't love me, and she never said anything kind, and, you know, all this unlayered, and all came out within my six weeks of this bereavement counselling, of grieving my mum that was still in life. And I felt it was really important to talk about this, because we're really, we can very, you know, we can really relate to death when people lose us, and we can't see them, you know, we can't see them with our eyes anymore, we can feel them in our hearts but we just can't see them and then we for the grief that we are grieving people that are in our life that are still living and breathing and yet we still have this painful sort of hurt of grief that can be there because of the situation between you and that person so I wonder if that resonates with anybody here because it was so real for me. It really it was a direction changer. And over time, I was able to forgive and forgive myself for as well and to really progress into acceptance of how my mum was and learning to give myself what it was I needed from her as a, from a small child and up you know I really l had to learn that and it changed my life and it grew our relationship because um, even though you know and my mum wasn't the sort of person that you could have this conversation with and I have met many rosaceous sufferers that just couldn't have this conversation with their either father or their mother so what do we do about that? We have to then, you know, um, it has, it's back to us again. It's like, how are we then 
going to be in this relationship without it hurting us, without it paining us, with forgiveness. And our relationship got better because I didn't have that, what I had before I realised I was grieving my mother. My mum is now past. She had cancer and she um, died seven years ago. And the last three years of her life were the best relationship I've ever had with her. She became so much more loving and open and caring and um, she sort of lost her hard exterior. She had a hard upbringing and this all became part of my knowledge and my forgiveness and my awareness that she also had trauma that she couldn't let go of. She lived with that until she passed. And uh, yeah, so the, the last three years of her life were glorious. She told me she loved me. It was just amazing. And I'm grateful for that. You know, those three years really were the um, the best years of our life. And she wasn't a bad woman. She, you know, she was a lovely, she, had, she was popular, she was everything. But it was just this relationship between us that was very hard for me. So I wonder if you relate, um, I would love to know your thoughts if you have any, but I really wanted to get into this subject because um, grieving people who are living and breathing is, can be so hard. And I just wanted you to bring, I just wanted to bring light to it because if it resonates and there's something, there's progress there, there's, um, you know, if one person listens to this and relates to this with about one of their family members or their mother or their father, then I really, really, um, I'm so happy that I, I'm just so happy for that. So you can email me, use it, and if there's any questions or any thoughts, after thoughts there, then please do let me know. So this is quite a deep subject, but these are the sort of subjects that I'm covering in my uh, membership Rosacea Freedom Group. You know, this is like under the hood. This is what we need to do to clear out and to, um, you know, heal. And my mum and I's relationship was a very... (laughs) was a big massive part of my rosacea you know that pent-up bitterness anger frustration not being seen not being heard was a huge huge part of um, why I suffered and of all the containment I had and then just releasing all of that and uh, finding my way through it was just the best thing I've ever done for myself so let me know your thoughts this was a bit of a long one but I hope that um let me know how it goes. I would love to hear from you. Please, please, if you feel like you want to join my group, then all the details are below in the description. For now, um, thank you for listening. Um, take great care of yourselves and lots of love. Bye-bye.